alone for only a minute or two with a crayon can draw on a fantastical number of surfaces. Doors, walls, bookshelves, cabinets. The whole world is their coloring book. Their sense of color is always very strong, for they manage to choose a striking, contrasting color each time. Bright red, black, deep blue, on a canvas of white, beige, and stained wood. A two-year-old just can't quite comprehend why mommy and daddy are angry about this, angry about their art. Coincidentally, in the last four years, I've also learned the amazing benefits of Mr. Clean Magic Erasers. As frustrating, annoying, or anger-inducing as it can be to have a freshly painted door drawn all over with a crayon, it is still necessary to forgive the young child and show them that they are indeed still very loved. You can see the need for this forgiveness written all over their face once they realize that they have broken the rules and displeased their parents. Our need for forgiveness is no different. But the gospel warns us that our forgiveness from our Father in heaven is dependent upon our ability ourselves to forgive. The gospel tells us, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. I do not think that parents hesitate to forgive their young children, but for some reason, as the age of the trespasser gets older and older, our pride is often at fault in getting more and more in the way of giving forgiveness. Do we not realize that even the wisest among us still has a fallen nature in need, in need of healing and love? Should this not make us more than willing to forgive someone, since we know the deep imperfections of our common humanity? And not only are we to forgive others, but as it is written in Colossians 3, we are to forgive them as the Lord has forgiven us. So that raises the question, how has the Lord forgiven us? He forgives us completely, utterly, and without question. Our sins forgiven in the sacrament of confession fall away into the amnesia of God. He treats us as if our rebellion against him had never happened. God holds all things into being, but that which has been forgiven is no longer held. It falls away into the non-existence of nothingness. We ourselves, though, may have been affected by our sin, causing our much-needed penance and reconciliation. But the forgiveness that God gives us wipes away the sin completely. There is a common saying for how we forgive one another oftentimes, and that is forgiven but not forgotten, which I believe can be traced back to Aesop's fables. It is a common saying 
because we think that we can forgive someone their trespass, but still remember it. But if we truly remember, we will still act towards another person according to our memories. We will still hold their trespass against them. And when we do this, we continue to bring the pain of yesterday with us into the present. This is not the forgiveness asked of us. This is not forgiving as God forgives. As Mother Teresa of Calcutta said, forgiveness requires love. Forgetting requires humility. Our pride, that inherited sin of Adam, so often causes and is the root of so much pain. It only takes us a minute of recollection in preparation for confession to realize how the fallenness and corruption of the old Adam still remains within us and how it brings us to sin, how it causes us to still reject God over and over. Well, on earth, we continue to struggle with our own distorted desires, which is why we need the disciplines offered to us by the fasting season. Abstinence from foods, the reduction of our portions and meals, all help us to discern that we cannot rely on self-satisfaction on our own terms. We require God's help and relationship to be able to work on our charity, our humility, and to be able to love more perfectly. In the parable from two weeks ago, the parable of the prodigal son, we saw an example of forgetting in the person of the father. He does not even mention the offense of his son after he sees him again. But to not forgive the prodigal, like the older brother, is refusing to enter into the house, arguing with his father. It is to selfishly and pridefully run away from our father's house and run away from the forgiveness of God. Forgiveness is often a struggle and a process as we strip away layers of pride, selfishness, and anger. Let us begin this struggle today. Let us begin this process while we pick up the spiritual disciplines of the great fast tomorrow to assist us on our journey. Let us realize that we are the child holding onto a crayon in need of forgiveness from God. While at the same time, we are also the parent, lovingly, humbly, forgiving and forgetting the offenses of others. Glory to Jesus Christ.